what's going on you motherfuckers it's been so long bro i don't think we've done an episode since like the end of february we didn't do shit all this fucking month um but we're back this is my brother's keeper i am one of the brothers aka ceo hayes and i'm joined by the prodigal one jb what's going on bro what's going on people what's going on cj it's the second half of the mbk boys the thicker of the two, I like to say. <laughs> you kill me with that, thicker, with that thicker of the two shit. That is fucking hilarious. Uh, nonetheless, we are in the building uh, this week. And so uh, we got some shit. We, you know, this is my brother's keeper. We, who, no telling where this shit may go. I feel sorry. If you have found this podcast along your podcast journey, I don't know what the fuck you were searching for. But be prepared because we're going to get into the shits. Now. Bro, I told you I, I had- highly suggest if there's any kids around or senior citizens, either turn around the volume <laughs> or exit the fucking room. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we got some shit to get into. First one. Uh I, I'm gonna go off with my first topic, bro, because this is something we talked about when we were on the phone the other day. Um and yes, me and JB are actually friends in real life on like a lot of podcasters, but nonetheless, it's just a little shot. Um, your boy, and I know you hate this motherfucker, Kevin Durant. Have you seen the latest shit going on with Kevin Durant? Fuck Kevin Durant and fuck the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> fuck fuck LeBron James. Fuck Andre Drummond. Fuck Blake Griffin. Fuck everybody. Okay. Well, with all that being said, so uh, Kevin Durant got into a back and forth with my, comedian Michael Rappaport in his DMs, in which Kevin Durant went on a tirade of homophobic homophobic slurs talked about michael rapaport's wife's pussy and of course michael rapaport posted this online and so my question to you is this has any high level athlete ever had as many public l's as kevin durant forget about high level athletes he's he he in the dictionary they're gonna whatever fucking for loser they're just gonna take a definition and put a picture of kevin durant oh bro you can't say all that he's won a title come on now bro i I get that you don't like him as a person i'm not talking about on the court i'm not talking about on the court i'm talking about off the court let me also say this he's the most fucking sensitive person i have ever seen in the history of my life my 30 years on this planet he is so sensitive and a lot of people say shit to him who are like nobodies like if i say some shit to him he'll probably reply which i don't understand why if i was a big celebrity i could give a fuck what everybody else says and yeah he's but definitely he he's too much about everybody's shit he's the most mentally fragile i think like this just just to kind of go over everybody knows about the thing of it coming out he, him having burner pages and then like his reaction to like always having to respond to people after he he went to Golden State and then again after he left like he just like you said he it, it's easy to get seemingly to get Kevin Durant riled up and so this back and forth actually started uh, with Michael Rappaport saying that Kevin Durant came off as sensitive in his interview with Charles Barkley so um, it's just like. Like you said, at some point, you have to realize that when you're in the public eye, this backlash, some of the backlash you get is going to come regardless. It's going to come from other players. It's go- and, you know, and that's what I think is the biggest thing here is that athletes, a lot of them, and Kevin Durant is probably the easiest one to go to, are mentally fragile now. And I put that back on the competitive competitiveness being taken out of sports. Like, you can't. The, sh- the shit Michael Jordan said on the court to people is nothing compared to the shit that gets Kevin Durant riled up. Nothing. Yeah. 
It's crazy because, and um, you know, I love watching inside uh, inside the NBA, that little TNT show with mm. with Shaq and them boys. But Shaq was just saying the other day, like the guy, and they say this all the time, the guys from now could never play with the guys from back then. And it's not even the physical thing. Like I'll never forget. Uh, I forgot. Well, I, I say I never forget, and I say I forgot. I don't remember what year it was, but it was the NBA championship, and it was Warriors, and uh, LeBron. I think was playing from Miami. I don't know who LeBron was playing for at the time, but I remember Draymond Green. What I believe Draymond Green called him, they never said it. I believe Draymond Green called him the F word, like the the homophobic F word. Mm-hmm. And the way the way uh, LeBron James reacted was like. Don't get me wrong. I'm, uh, you know, the word is is bad, but the way he acted, he was like, "Oh, he challenged my manhood," and blah blah blah. And I mean, I played basketball, and you say all kinds of shit, and ne- not necessarily, not necessarily trying to be derogatory, but it shit just comes out, right? That doesn't mean it's right. But the way he acted was like, he, you know, I have kids, and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, bro, he just he called you a word. I understand it's a bad word and everything, but let's be real, y'all playing basketball, it's competitive, heat of the moment, moment, fucking testosterone all over the place, and f- you know that was just a, a, a small thing when I was like, this is so not '90s NBA. Yeah, and it, it, it's it, it it's it's crazy because even even like I, the highest that I, I competed in in sports was football in high school. We were were one of the better teams in the state, but even then, in this like we talk so much shit to each other, and this is at practice. This is people on the same team, not even counting when we played other teams. So like, it's just like today is it it's people are so mentally fragile by things, and I get like. You know, being called like the the f word is is no, like you shouldn't do that, and I get why that's being taken out. But I'm just talking about in the day, like somebody calling you sensitive because of an interview, talk shit back. And I guess that's what he did to a degree. But when you have to go to the air level of like bringing the man's wife into it and shit, it's like just like this is between me and you. Let, let's talk. Like me and you talk shit all the fucking time to each other. It'll happen on this podcast probably at some point. I just yeah, I I, I don't I don't get it. And like. My son's, you know, my son's a fucking basketball star at this point. And it's so funny is that, like, he was at a game and uh, one of the kids said something, like, when they were defending him, and the fucking ref teed up the other team. And even though it wasn't on my son's team, I'm like, why the fuck team him up for that? I think he called him, like, a dummy or something like that. And they te- he teed him up for that shit. I'm like, for calling another kid a dummy? Like, fuck that. Get in get in his head. Like, say that shit. I, I don't, I don't, exactly. it, I don't fucking get it. Yeah, they're not, they're not on the street about to fist fight. They're in a competitive basketball game. Yeah. So, uh, things like that, I, I, I hate, man. Sometimes you just gotta let, you know, let it go and let them play. So, it's a lot, a lot of differences from back in the day versus now. It's just, and I don't know at what point it became like that. And I guess the world at some point got way too PC and too, too, like you said, too sensitive and I guess certain things don't pass anymore, which is just, it's really weird. It's weird. Even like coming off the, the sports thing, just a lot of things you say, you kind of have to walk on eggshells and because you don't know if you're going to offend somebody or, or, you know, someone's too sensitive. And, you know, I find myself like a lot of times in public settings, I got to like, cause I'm so loose, loose lipped that sometimes I'll say shit without realizing I'm like offending somebody not, and not meaning to. So it's just, it's just crazy. Definitely. Definitely. All right, bro. What was, what was the first topic that you had for tonight? So um, I, I'm going to keep it on the sports topic, and I thought you were actually going this way because uh, you brought up Kevin Durant. But, you know, there's a lot of debate right now, and it kind of comes up when, when things like this happen. But as I kind of mentioned before, a lot of move, NBA trade deadline was March 25th, and a lot of different moves happened, notably Blake Griffin, of course, uh, and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge coming over to uh, Brooklyn Nets. 
and Lakers getting uh, Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. Some of the bigger moves coming out uh, of that whole draft, uh, not the draft, but the deadline, and also the buyout uh, uh, situation. So people are talking again on like, oh, super teams, and you know they're they're going like, oh, these guys are trying to buy championships, etc. So well, number one, I want to get your thoughts on that whole super team and buying a championship. Is it the right thing to do? They're within payroll. Or, Listen, or number two, before you answer, real quick, before you answer, a lot of people are always questioning. Mind you, but let me. You know this already, but for everyone, everyone who doesn't, I totally despise LeBron James. But people usually say LeBron James is the one who started the super team thing with, with uh, you know Miami Heat. Some people say Boston Celtics did with Paul Pierce. We're talking modern times, not like the Lakers in the seventies and eighties mm-hmm. and shit like that. When do you think that started? And you know that whole thing. I mean, it's different eras. You you have to separate them because I think the way that Boston did it is completely different than the way that they came together in Miami. Um, when you look at Boston, for example, they traded for both of those superstars. Ray Allen, they traded for it during the draft. That made Kevin Durant. I mean, Ke- yeah, no, Ke- not Kevin Durant. Kevin Garnett interested in being traded there. Minnesota then traded him there. So I think when you look at it, they went out and got pieces that were available. But the way that Miami built the super team was that it was the first time the players colluded and decided upon we're all going to sign in this place. Like everything that's come out since then is that it originally it may have not been Miami, but they were all going to go somewhere regardless. And Miami ended up being that place. Um, so I think when you look at it, because like, there's been a super team in every era. This is period. If you look at the 80s, it was the Boston Celtics. And some would say the Pistons as well. Towards the end of that, it was the, it was the Jordan's Bulls. They were absolutely a super team. And then we had a couple of years that, of being really competitive. And then, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, but um, mind you, I'm a Knicks fan, so I, I despise the Bulls at that time as well. But I don't think the Bulls, the Bulls were a super team, but I don't think they there was like, like how the Celtics or how the how the Heat was where they like they planned it because um, Michael Jordan was homegrown. A lot of those guys were homegrown. True, true. No, no. But there's still, and that's why I said there's different ways to build a super team. Even if you look at, and I I still don't consider when you look at the Warriors. I don't think I I don't think that Kevin Durant going there made them a super team. Because they were the most dominant team in basketball before then, when they fucking had Harrison Correct. Barnes. So it's like it's, and that was that team was ninety percent homegrown. Really, the only person that came that wasn't homegrown there was Kevin Durant. He was a free agent. He had the right to go where he wanted to go. So I think the, the super teams it, it kicked back in into the way that it is now, as far as it not being homegrown, did happen to to me with. With Miami and the reason and I know I got long winded. The reason why I separate Boston and Miami is Boston was three players towards the end of their career that decide that all couldn't win a title and somehow all ended up at the same team organically. Miami was players in their prime deciding to take less and to own their own careers. And they went and basically manufactured a super team that way. Um, and that's what we're seeing now. And even now, like with the the what uh, Los Angeles and. uh and uh, Brooklyn are doing now. Brooklyn. It's it's all like Blake Griffin. N- he, he, nobody can has considered him a superstar the last three years. They just haven't agreed. Um, he's not injured, correct? Yeah, I, agree with you I mean, so so I mean, he's he's yeah, he's still a really really good player, but he's not the Blake Griffin that was in Lob City in in the Clippers no. anymore. Um, and then who else did they just get as well? 
It's Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. LaMarcus Aldridge. Again, LaMarcus Aldridge is somebody who was a superstar at one point in the career, but he's well past that. I think that the, the, he still puts up numbers, though. Yes, absolutely. But he puts up numbers because he's a big man in a era now where most centers are like six nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, so I'm I just don't look at it the same way. Um, I think I do think that their their top three players though, um, yeah, they they apps. Kyrie and and fucking Durant have said it. They weren't going to be in Boston if the other one didn't go. So they manufactured that as well. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's part of the game. It just is. That's that's yeah. ultimately like the game evolves, the game changes, and this is now part of the game. And this is why you see a lot of teams going out and getting players that not only are good, but that they know have connections with other players in the league. So it's just part of the game. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, but because I saw that debate online, and I was interested to hear your take. But we have basically the same take. I mean, every era has had it, like you mentioned, and um, t- just from when I started watching basketball, which was like you know 1990-1991, my very first thought of a super team, if you want to call it a super team, was the Rockets when they had Drexler and uh, Elijah, and then they signed Barkley. But like you said, it was different because it wasn't these guys colluding and taking pay cuts and all this stuff to like, you know, go after a championship. Yes, they're going after the championship. Every team tries to go after a championship with Miami. It was so different because those guys were all in their prime. You know, when Cel- like you said, when Celtics did it, Kevin Garnett was, was in it. Kevin Garnett was past his prime, even though he still played some good basketball yeah. with the Celtics. He was past his prime at that point. So, yeah, I was just interested to get your take. And um, I'm just hoping, though, I am praying that neither the Lakers or the Nets even go to the championship because that would be the funniest thing ever. Because I despise LeBron James <laughs> and I despise the Brooklyn Nets because I'm a Knicks fan. See, and the thing is, is that, like, I'm, I'm flip-flopped on you. Like, I despise LeBron James as a player, but I love him as a person. Like, and it's the opposite of how you feel. Agree. Like, as a person, you really can't find any holes in LeBron LeBron James at all. Um, Kevin Durant no, is so much like, good. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't hate Kevin Durant, and I I I didn't look down down upon him for joining fucking um Golden State at all. I do look down on right. him for everything off the court, though. Um, yes. Not that my opinion fucking matters in that, but. Uh, that's just how I feel about it. I, I, I would not be surprised at all, not one bit. And I know people are going to point out, well, who's going to beat them? I would not be surprised if Boston didn't make it to the finals. Boston has a very good chance of making. I'm it sorry, to the I'm sorry, finals. not Boston. Brooklyn doesn't make it to the finals. Um, they, they, they do, but I mean, Boston. There's a lot of teams that people are sleeping on in the yeah, East. Like, and the, but the reason, East? the reason why I say that is because everybody on Brooklyn except Kevin Durant fails in the playoffs. Fucking Kyrie yeah. finds a way. Like, he has some great games in the playoffs, but he finds a way to either not be healthy Harden. or do some boneheaded shit. Harden completely turns into, like, a different – I don't know if it's the stage or whatever. He turns into a completely different player in a negative way in the finals. Blake Griffin in the playoffs – like, he was only made the playoffs a couple of times in his career. Has never done anything, really. LaMarcus Aldridge, before he was with the Spurs, never really did anything. And Like, so I don't – yes, they have a really good team on paper. But as we know, the – as you get further in the playoffs, it becomes more mental than anything else. And I really do think they have one of the most mentally fragile teams, as well as physically with some of their players ever. You got three of the biggest, probably the top 10 head cases in the league right now yeah. on one team with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving being number one on that list. Yeah, so 
I, I don't know. We'll see. But there are some teams that I think could, could have a chance when it comes to playoffs. I think, though, if you're talking about Nets and Lakers, I absolutely – and people are going to think I'm nuts. I think the Nets have a better chance of going to the finals over the Lakers, though, because I feel like the West with Utah, Nuggets are coming up, Suns, who I really love. Devin mm-hmm. Booker's playing out of his mind this year. Those are some solid teams that I think will give Lakers a run for their money. Fuck yeah. – I'm not even talking about with AD being out and LeBron. I'm talking about with AD and LeBron in. Well, I think Denver, like, for example, last year, Denver was just too young. Now that they've had some playoff experience, they've had a season together, Michael Porter Jr., at some points, like, he's he's not the main player on the team, but he has some games offensively where it's like nobody can fucking stop him. And then when you pair that with Joker, you now have Aaron Gordon there as well. That team is a fucking day. Like, everyone on that team can score at every level. And by that, I mean inside, outside, mid-range. All their starting five when they get hot, are fucking dangerous. So, 100%. All it takes is a series. It all it takes is for them to get a little momentum. And then as we've seen, like, especially in the playoffs, it, it's the great equalizer. And, you know, LeBron has has started looking human in the fact that he isn't always healthy is what he Ish. has been in his career. Um, AD had a great, amazing playoffs last year. But he's one person. And really, Joker... And AD is the pairing that's going to really tell that how that series goes because if Jokic can and even now AD really because I'm not AD um Aaron Gordon because Aaron Gordon is a really solid defender if he and not that anyone can stop AD but if he can slow AD down even a little bit that's all you need that's all you need so yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what happens definitely. Definitely interesting. All right, bro. What you got next? What's the next topic you got on your list? So, um, I don't know if you caught this or not, but Finna. Finna. I'm sure you used the word Finna in your life before. Absolutely. I don't know if you saw, but Finna is not part of the dictionary. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, you sent it to me. Or you know, you posted me something like that. You posted me, you tagged me, something like that. I saw that shit and I was like, what the hell? They actually put this in the dictionary? What are your thoughts on that? Crazy. Um, I think it's fucking wild the fact that they would do that. Um, like I mean, but as we see, ain't ain't wasn't a word at one point, and it's in the dictionary. Like right. that's the one thing about the dictionary is that in language, the English language as a whole, it continually evolves. Like it's going to be more shit added in it that is made up at some point. So I mean, I really I'm not one who like finds that like too out of out of the world i think finna is just a dumbass word if i'm being honest with you but it's a word that we all use even when we don't realize it it's just something that comes out so it absolutely should be in the dictionary if that's the case yeah and uh, the last piece of thing i got and you got a piece of thing I didn't re- well yeah yeah it is a piece of thing <laughs> so I, apparently this came out in 2018 but i guess i'm I, you know i'm not up with fashion trends so i didn't see this but did you see the the camel toe underwear no what i'm about to send you a link so it basically it basically uh you wear the underwear it's shaped like camel toe you know you wear it like as if you wear any other underwear but when you're looking at it, it it's as if you know you have you know camel toe basically so it gives you that the, the lining i'm gonna send you the link in a second and i want your uh your reaction on what you um what you think about it. And I saw this and I was like, this is some weird shit. But then I realized like, apparently these things have been out since uh, 2018. So, you know, like I said, I'm not with the fashion stuff. I just sent you the link on, uh, on, on Facebook messenger. Tell me what you think. All right. Hold on. I mean, girl, girls getting, you know, 
fake nails, fake eyelashes. So now, so now the the camel toe fishing that is fucking hilarious. Yes. I mean, you getting like, yeah, it's not even cat fishing; it's camel fishing now. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. Uh, I mean, that shit doesn't look attractive. Do people? Do people like find like that? Like that's not even natural. Like camel toe is not naturally that fucking big. Like literally, it's like half of her midsection. Like if somebody's fucking pussy is that long, I'm not interested anymore. Like once you're if even like had I not known about this about this underwear, had I seen that, I'm like, you just know when her pants come off, her coochie is down to her kneecaps. And I'm good on that shit. This shit doesn't do like, nothing for me. It's like you gotta like bend down to you gotta like get on the floor to go in that. Oh, that's nasty. Mm, 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 this, where do you find this shit at, bro? Facebook, bro. I just see random shit and I save it. I'm like, yo, this is like I I'll show you one day on my phone. I got a special section on Facebook. All it's just I'm gonna actually I'm gonna read it off real quick. Just the categories. It's a section, and I call it MBK. Just so you guys know how fucked up in the head I am. Um, hold up, let me. Go, I'm gonna go to the section real quick. I'm not gonna read all the articles, just the headlines. So here's what I got: Dad bods are now the most attractive body type. Um, the latest dictionary.com word, which is finna. Columbia professor says I do heroin regularly for work-life balance. Florida man was arrested for reportedly tossing gator. Um, man accuses gorilla glue girl of lying. A substitute teacher who's 30 years old masturbated in front of her second grade class, videotaped it, and shared it with everybody. Just some of the things that are in my Facebook saved items for MBK. You need help, broski. You need serious, serious. This is the hot content we bring to MBK. Wow. All right. That's all your topics for today? That's it. All right. So my last two that I have, uh, I don't know how oft- how much you stay on top of, like, I know you, you don't stay on top of fucking music news at all we all know this about jb uh but sneaker news so little nas x who was a rapper little nas Nas x with the blood nikes um and like he had a video out of him dancing on the devil and then it 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 coincides the marketing with these shoes that are satan shoes with human a drop of human blood in them uh there are only 666 pair made the but the backlash on fucking Social media with this shit for like the fucking Bible thumpers has just been fucking outrageous. Um, overall, bro, what what is your thought on something? Like, as somebody who doesn't really pay close attention to like music news or really celebrity news very much at all, do you do you what do you feel about be, it being such outrage? Because to what me, are you talking, bro, I used to watch the box. To me, I just look at it as this is all marketing, and like like it's mark like, like he that's that's his thing. He has the video. Uh, the song he knew was like it's all great marketing in my place it's not that he's fucking pushing satan worship it's just fucking marketing that's how i look at it what do you think no like yeah before you said that uh, when i was going to answer how i felt about this Mm -hmm. i think it's 100 percent genius this is coming from a sales slash marketing manager sometimes you want to generate talk even if it's negative publicity in this case Mm -hmm. and he's okay with that the, he has 666 sneakers that he's going to sell. And guess what? They're probably sold out by now. I don't even know. But yeah. what I'm saying is there's so much marketing behind it. 
and so much publicity that it's a good, it's a, he, he knew what he was doing. He knew you're not going to have Satan's shoes and not have think that everybody's going to be okay with it. So like you said, these Bible thumpers came out and this goes back to what we were just talking about a couple minutes ago about people being so sensitive. I mean, if the guy is calling his, his thing Satan's shoes and, you know, the drop of blood and all that, is it really, is he really being a Satan worshiper? Like really? Like exactly. is he, what else besides these shoes has he done? That's what so I'm it's saying. Just people like, don't have nothing better to talk about. It's COVID, and people have nothing better to talk about. People are just so fucking ridiculous with shit like this. this is like, like it's this is cl- like he's clearly not a Satan worshiper. Like it's they act like he's fucking Charles Manson or some shit, and it's like come on, like. But to his point, to his credit, and this is something I've said about Little Nas X. He's he's a great like. The way that he maneuvers in social media is fucking amazing because he has used basically every bit of publicity to this to either joke on social media, talk back shit to people. And it's just great marketing. But the thing also that I want to talk to you about uh, coming off of this is that Nike has actually uh, bounced back or clapped back in the way that some people say legally. And they have now... uh, Filed for copyright infringement for because he went little Nas X used a third-party company to actually make the shoes so they took a, a pair of nikes uh he went through a company that customized them to his to what he wanted to then resell them but now uh nike is filing copyright infringement against that that company who manufactured these shoes for little nas x what do you think about that yeah um i'm but i'm wondering exactly if they're gonna win that lawsuit because isn't there something about like I don't know. Like I, I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to comment because I don't know all the legalities of it. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We'll see if Nike wins it. But back to Lil Nas. You know, Lil Nas X. What I would do if I was him in my next music video, I would have like two or three spots with like the fucking Illuminati eye, and maybe on the, like just real, real, real sudden, and another one with like maybe like the like the devil or some shit, just to get people talking, just to get people talking, even though it's not true, but. That's just who I am. I'm the type of person I love triggering people. That's just me. And if I know something is pushing your buttons, I'm going to continuously do that shit. Yeah. Over I mean, and over. The thing is, though, is that I think and believe because I believe that Nike did something like this in the past. And I know and I agree with what you're saying with Little Nas X, but I just want to talk about uh, because I remember when Nelly and the Air Force One song came out and then everybody was buying custom Air Force Ones and there was like this Oof. this company that was selling custom Air Force Ones and Nike tried to come at them about it and it turned out that they couldn't because the company was buying them from Nike. At that point, they owned them. They had the right to customize their own shoe and then they were reselling them. They were As long as they're not reselling them as like a official license, a Nike branded reseller right. or whatever – they're well within their rights. And so if I'm remembering that correctly, it I mean, and that was even customizing them more to a higher degree. And it was probably probably making way more money than what they made off these 666 pairs of shoes. So, yeah, I don't think Nike has a leg to stand on. This was more I think, you know, with a lot of companies, them filing this lawsuit is really just to scare other people from doing something like this in the future. That's all it is. What I wanted to say, but I, I didn't like I don't again, I like I said, I didn't know the legalities, but. By you saying that, now I feel more confident saying it because I'm probably correct. I I believe, like, when it comes to the closets, you can't reuse someone's intellectual property. Mm -hmm. But if you use it and put your own spin on it, I think it's okay because this is also the same rule when it comes to music. Because 
you can't play someone's music, but if it's like a remix and you know, you remix it or refix it as they call it, I think you're able to use it. Um, as long as you're not, you know, I, I don't, again, I don't know the legalities, but cause we hear remix songs all the time yeah. and I don't think they're actually paying for the original version or, or paying for the rights because they're now remixing it. So it's the same concept I think with the sneaker, you, even if they're using the sneaker. Now let me ask you a question. Does the sneaker have the Nike logo on it at all? It does. At least from what it I does. what I see, but I mean they are Nike, so I mean, you you would th- I would think that if they remove the Nike logo to try to like replace that would open them up more to a copyright. Like at least what I know about fair fair use no, laws, I feel like that's trademarked. That 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 Nike sign is trademarked. Well, I mean it is a Nike shoe, but the th- I think what I've right. what I know about fair use laws um, are that you can reuse and repurpose somebody else's intellectual property. If you do it in a way that is either reviewing, critiquing, uh, or you custom, or you customize it enough to where you've added your own like unique spin on it, which is very well done in this case. So I, re- I really don't think it's going to be an issue as far as the legality of it. But you know, I'm not a lawyer. I may be completely wrong with it. Exactly. Exactly. Question for legalize. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Last topic that I have for this week's episode, and this is just a funny one. We're both movie fans. Hell, we have a whole film podcast. But uh, the Snyder Snyder cut of the Justice League came out a couple of weeks ago. Phenomenal. Uh, really, it really improves that original film so much. But the fans of that want Warner Brothers to so badly reinstate Zack Snyder to continue his vision that they have taken to review bombing Godzilla versus Kong. They're, he's doing what? The, the the fans of Zack Snyder in in uh, in hopes that this will petition Warner Brothers, which is also owns the Godzilla versus Kong, to reinstate Zack Snyder. They are review bombing the shit out of Godzilla versus Kong as far as giving it negative reviews. Really? Yes. And Just so to get him to do it. And the thing is, is that normally I wouldn't even want to talk about this, but the thing is, is that we live in such an age where once the fans speak out and join together, like hell, they fucking did something that's never been done in like people gathering together enough fucked up the stock market for like a week wall street yeah so like my my question to you is this do you think that something like this could work like i don't think it's gonna hurt like the box office i think people at this point we're gonna review godzilla versus Khan on the film frequency shameless plug um but i think at this point like people are gonna show up to go to a movie like at this point people with a movie like this i don't think the reviews really matter people aren't showing up for fucking art it'd be different if this was like the joker and they did that shit to the joker uh but what do you think about this yeah and i mean you know we talked about this on the phone the uh, godzilla versus king kong is not gonna be one of those like mind thriller movies you're literally gonna sit back and watch you know these two things fuck shit up for 90 minutes or so however long the duration of the thing is so i don't think anything's gonna happen however what this will do is if stuff like this happens people will see the strength and the support behind Zack snyder Mm -hmm. and that'll open up all kinds of opportunities for him i'm not saying anything regarding godzilla versus king kong and all that per se but just to see when someone has that following support that's a that's a big thing. I know, obviously, this is way different because, you know, wrestling is fake. Or, or let me not say fake before I get fucking murdered. But wrestling is scripted. It, the whole Daniel Bryan storyline. When, like, the fans in real life were so hardcore backing him. And it was never scripted for him to go after the title. They they they, they did not. They don't, didn't like him for the title at all. And they changed that script on the fly. Mm. And had him walk out of WrestleMania 30 with the title. Because the fans' voice were so loud. 
Vince had no choice and Triple H had no choice but to do it. So it's the same concept, you know, and this is something actually huge depending on where it goes because it's, it's letting the fans know that they have a voice. Now, the, the downfall of this is that can be a good thing and that can also be a bad thing because then if the fans think they have they, they actually have a voice, then we can see constant shit like this over and over and in, in, in negative ways and just True. cancel this movie or, or, you know, and then it could it could turn into a whole big mess. So it's like, do you listen to what they say or you don't? It's, it's really hard. Yeah, I mean, you want, and that's the thing, like, you want to please fans, but you want it, but it's not the fans' money. So, like, and the thing is, is that if they don't reinstate the Zack Snyder verse or whatever, but they come, like, they, they released a trailer for the new um, Suicide Squad movie. The response to that has been phenomenal. If that movie comes out and it's great, they may completely forget about it and be like, okay, no, now we want, now we want the director of Suicide Squad to, to lead the, to lead the DC. Like, fans can be so fickle, and I get it. Yeah. You need their money, and if they show with their money for some reason, let's say that they do boycott Suicide Squad too, and not that many people go watch it, even though the reviews are amazing for it, then you may have to take a look at it. But at the end of the day, like people get outraged, people get upset, but as long as the quality and what you're doing is there, then they're gonna go along with that. Like in this case, the original Justice League was it was an okay movie. But I think if that movie would have came out and been phenomenal, Zack Snyder could have been standing at every theater in America with his flag saying my version was better. But if they came out of that theater and they were in love with the original Justice League, we would have never got this cut at all. So it's all about the quality and what's being made. If you make great movies and great films, they'll shut up eventually. Exactly. And that's the thing, like. You'll always win people over with great quality at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if it's movies or, you know, podcasting or what anything in life. You give good quality, it, it'll always win people over no matter what. Pussy, anything. As long as it's good quality, oh, yeah. if you, it, the motherfuckers will stay there and show up. All the time. Doesn't matter how big their mouth is. <laughs> All right. So, uh, that's it, bro. That's been another episode of My Brother's Keeper. Go and give him your social media so we can get up out of here. I can reach on Twitter at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1JB. You can also find me on Facebook. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Uh, we don't have social media for this podcast, so you can't you can't follow us collectively anywhere. We do, however, have Maybe an email. Maybe probably get blocked in, in the first <laughs> week. We do have an email. That's brotherskeeper, brotherskeeperpod at gmail.com if you do want to send us an email there. But otherwise, this has been another episode of the most crazy fucking podcast that you'll ever find and listen to. And we're signing off. Peace. <laughs>